Hi, Vilema. How are you? Hello. Good evening. I'm fine. How are you? I am very good. Thank you. It's good to have you. Thank you. And uh, we would like to know about. Uh, let's start from childhood. When Vilema born? Where she born? How was the school? Let's start talking from the childhood. Give us an opportunity a, to know you better. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm from a very uh, simple and small village in the Netherlands. If I tell in the Netherlands the village, not hardly anyone has heard from this village. It was in an uh, in the forest. So I was uh, I was born in the, in the, you can say in the forest. I was uh, I was a naughty child, very naughty. Went to a very and simple school. Um, I loved bicycling. I was playing in the forest, hiding myself. I didn't like to do my homework. Um, okay. But but one thing I always wanted to do, I don't know why, but I always wanted to explore the world. So when the first time I saw this 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 this, this hmm. world uh, map, then I was thinking, oh, I'm going to to go everywhere. I want to see the whole world. That was my plan, I think, already when I was a child. And I thought, if I become a journalist, I can do it. Mm. That's wonderful. So you had your education, uh, basic education, in those forest areas, right? In the small town. Yeah, I went there to the elementary school and the primary school. And then later on, I went to, when I was 18, I left my parents' house for always. Then uh, I became a student. I did first, I did uh, journalism, then uh, anthropology. Mm -hmm. um, then I started working and I never went back to my parents. I was living on my own since I was 18 years old. That's something that hardly happened in Pakistan, but that's in the West, it's normal. When you finish your high school, you go to uh, university, you're on yourself, you are a grown up and you mm -hmm. start living on yourself. Yeah. Okay. And then you choose journalism as your career. Yes. And yes, my father was always, yeah, my father was always reading papers and uh, was always watching all kinds of news programs. We had a lot of discussions at home, also fights about um, mm -hmm. what was going on. I think it, it was my father who was giving me all this inspiration. Um, mm -hmm. When I moved to this last house, I found in the box all my diaries. I was always writing. I wanted to, I think, perhaps not first a journalist, but be becoming a writer. Um, mm -hmm. So that's I went. I went to the School of Journalism. And when I was 22, I started working first for the radio station. Mm -hmm. uh, and later on, when I was 35, I left the Netherlands almost 20 hmm. years ago to become a correspondent, first in Indonesia. Okay. And from Indonesia? From Indonesia, I went, uh, after seven years, I went to uh, to India, to Delhi. Okay. Wonderful. And I was the first television correspondent for the national television in Delhi. So, India. So I could hmm. travel for five years. I was living there. I went through the through whole India. I went to Bhutan. I went to Sri Lanka. I went to Nepal. And of course, since 2006, I'm already coming to Pakistan. So I often was here. 
so basically you started journalism and then you were uh, appointed as the correspondent in indonesia yes from there yes. you moved to india lived there for yes. five years and then in 2004 or 14 yeah then i moved back to indonesia for a couple of years okay then i become a, i wanted to become a freelancer no contracts anymore not working for the dutch uh, television or radio then i was I was, I call, them, I call myself a super freelancer. I was working for magazines, radio, television. I was doing video online, writing a book. Okay. I was free as a bird. I think that's the best thing um, in the world. If you can, <laughs> if you can, if you can reach that stage that you can make your own choice, that you want to write a story, that you want to do this. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's uh, yeah, that's, that's that, the best thing in life, really. Yeah. True, true. I agree. I hundred percent agree. And then, when you came, uh, what was the year when you came, uh, came here in Pakistan? It was in two thousand fifteen. Yeah. It was. So now five years. Yeah. Yes, I'm here now for five years. So almost uh, reaching to the qualification, uh, reaching to get your nationality, Pakistani nationality, or Pakistan passport. <laughs> No, because I'm still an observer. I, I I will never become a Pakistani. I like to be an outsider. No, no, I'm not an outsider. That's that's too much. That's not true. I'm an insider. I have so many Pakistani friends. They are sisters and brothers. It's like a family for me. But um, I like to to observe. I like to analyze. I write to see what is going on. Hmm. That's wonderful. And here you uh, you were again. A freelancer journalist, right? Yes. And then you yes. started writing a book. And the book was yeah, about two. transgenders and Sufis in Pakistan. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a wonderful combination, eh? A wonderful yeah, combination. It, it's, it's a wonderful combination. To, uh, today I was talking with uh, one of my friends in America, Jonathan Granoff. He is a very well uh, known lawyer there in Philadelphia and he is working with UN and he is doing a lot of stuff. Uh, randomly we discussed your interview and again when it came to the book and I told him that she wrote a book on uh, transgenders and Sufis in Pakistan. So Jonathan had a laugh. He was just like and again the topic was interesting how how it came in your mind to connect these two things or like transgender i can make it it makes a sense to write a book on transgenders in pakistan on the other hand it makes a sense to write a book in on uh, sufis of pakistan but combining the two two different things in a package what was the thought process behind it's a, it's a process. I, I also never was, I never thought about this combination. I was doing a story about uh, the LGTB sector in Pakistan. Um, and then I met uh, uh, Usma. Okay. And Usma was um, in, in a kind okay. of, uh, how can I say it? I think call it a, a kind of gang, a friendly, strong uh, gang with all kinds of um, women gays, lesbians, but also transgenders. Um, and then I found out uh, how, how how exceptional in Pakistan, but also in India, how many transgenders you have here. 
but also the problems they face. Um, I, I was shocked, I, to be honest, I was shocked listening to their stories, um, how they were kicked out of their houses. Um, but I also find out that they've, they've, the, the only place where they feel where they are accepted are in the Sufi shrines. Especially on the Thursday evenings, what for us the Sunday is when we go to the church, or for the Muslims it is on Friday when they go to the mosque, is on Thursday evening uh, are the Sufi shrines. Mm. And um, when I start reading about, um, about Sufism, when I start reading about this whole background of transgenders, mm. I did interviews and then slowly, slowly, slowly I found out there is a combination because in, in the shrines, you, you are the Sufi, so you know how, how, how liberal you are, how accepted you are, how warm you are, that you don't have any opinion. And, and that's what transgenders feel if they go to the shrines. They can dance, they can hug each other, they can feel the way they are. And then I, I, I went one day with uh, Inaya, she's the, the, the main character of my book. Yeah. I went to the Bari Imam. I wanted to see if I went openly with her to a shrine, how, how people were reacting on her. And there were women in an abaya, completely in black. And I asked them, I said, this is Inaya, she's my friend, she's a transgender, what do you think about her? And they start kissing her, they start hooking her. And then I said, what, what do you feel about her? And then they, they, they told me, they said, for us transgenders are children of God. They are children of Allah because they are they don't have a they are they don't have a gender. Allah doesn't have a gender, and that's the reason they are so connected with with our Allah, and that's the reason also why why we why we love them. Hmm. That's true. That's that's the basic philosophy we have. That's right. And as as Sufi, I know that uh, we think that we are the lowest of the lower. So. Everyone in the world is better than us. So we don't have any space. And I personally don't have, uh, I, I feel like that in, in this short span of life, you don't have enough time to love. How sure. can you hate someone? It's very short time that you born and die in a short span of life. There's no enough time to love everyone. So how can you get some time to hate anyone? Okay, uh, from Inaya, you uh, had this experience and then you thought to write a book on transgenders and Sufis in Pakistan. And the book yes. was, by the way, in Dutch, right? Yeah, it's first in Dutch, yeah. And now, uh, I, hopefully there is uh, some activity going on on the translation of the book in English or Urdu? Are you thinking like that? Yeah, I have sent, uh, because I interviewed a lot of transgenders for my book and they have, um, the stories are uh, heartbreaking, but also very honest. Um, so I first want them to read very carefully what's written about them. If they want to be mentioned by their own name, um, if, if, if I can use all the quotes and all the stories what they have told me, because they, yeah. you, you see with a lot of transgenders, uh, you are an open person, you understand this, but there are a lot of Pakistani who don't understand because they, they have their judgment. Um, 
Transgenders are not accepted, still not accepted. You can make all kinds of laws, but as long the culture doesn't change, there's hardly no place for them in this society. There's no, and they are often what I what I saw with Inaya also. It's so many transgenders I've interviewed. They are highly uh, intellectual. They are. They have because they are the combination of men and women. They have the soft sides. They have the smart sides. They even you can say perhaps they are the best persons in the world because they have they have all all the the, the characters. Um, I also read during the Mughal era. That mm. at the High Court, at the Supreme Court, often a transgender had the highest position because mm. not only uh, of, 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 of the emotions, but also of the brains. Mm. Um, the, the women I interviewed, they were telling me also that often, as a start, they needed to dance. They even had to do prostitution to get their source of income as children. And not every transgender could finish their school because they were kicked out by their parents. They, there was no place where they hardly could live. Um, the, but I also, one of my conclusion is how longer they could stay in the house, how longer they could finish their education. Then you see that this kind of women, if you read my book and you have, have seen it, then yeah. you see there are, they are beautiful persons. They they are doing such a great work in Pakistan. People should be grateful to them instead of having their objections or hmm. having their judgments. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember uh, during the process of writing that book, uh, you visited uh, my village as well. I still remember that. Beautiful. That was a beautiful visit. Yeah, tell yeah. about your... She was your... Also, uh, um, people in the West also don't know that, and uh, perhaps in Pakistan, also women Sufis. Tell oh, yes. about your, tell about your grand, 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 grand. What was <laughs> she? Your grand, grand, grandmother? Yeah, uh, we will discuss it someday. When I will, uh, I will not be uh, hosting the show, but giving my interview. <laughs> right now, I would love to ask you about. Uh, what is the feedback of your book from West, especially in Netherlands? No, that, that, the, um, it, it's, it seems that we don't have so much transgenders, many transgenders as you in, in Pakistan. And that's, I think, not quite possible. I think it's also a problem in, in, in the West that they hardly feel accepted. It's better to marry, it's better to um, start with a relationship, hide it. People start laughing, people start kicking. There's often people don't understand the difference between a travestite or a tra transgender. Um, I also find out in my discussions, also since Inaya lives in the Netherlands, eh? she, she went to the Netherlands, she was a part of many discussions. We do in the West, we accept, but we also hardly accept because um, a transgender in the Netherlands, I think, often has to make a choice um, because they go for an operation. Eh? Here I see transgenders, a lot of them don't want to go for the operation because they are a transgender. That is their identity. Yeah. And in the Netherlands, you also see uh, examples of people who have committed suicides because they also felt they are not accepted. and. Um, 
And you also see that in that's also a chapter of my book. It's about the asylum centers in in the West. Mm. How many transgenders are coming from Latin America, from the Middle East? They are in this this these centers, and they feel again that they are discriminated. They are even raped. I, I have oh. spoken with people who are raped in in asylum centers in the Netherlands. Mm. So it's 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 a big issue. I think we should all discuss about this. It's not a problem in Pakistan, um, but we also don't tolera tolerate them. And why not? What you say, why should you hate somebody? Why should you laugh about somebody? What is the problem if you are a gay? Why, what is the problem if you love, you are a man and you love a man? If you are a woman, you love a woman. What's the problem? Mm. It's about, I think life is about love and it doesn't matter if you love your own gender. So after that book, a journalist turned into author and then author become an entrepreneur. <laughs> and now, now you... Now you, in, now you make an introduction that I like, I'm a confused person. <laughs> I guess you're not confused person. I guess you like change. Now I, I was. Life yeah, it was time. I started when I was 22 yeah. as a journalist, and I'm 55 now. I was always thinking I can't do anything else in my life. My only talent is being a journalist, and then I found out again making the combination journalist, um, writer traveler, explorer. I'm, I felt in love, I don't know why, with your Pakistani rural area, with your village life, sitting on the char pie, drinking my chai. Even I, if I go, yeah, if I go to the village, I always feel so relaxed and so peaceful. So I was thinking, why not starting trips, tours, bringing people to the village, uh, instead that you book a, a hotel room or you mm -hmm. go to a guest house who is from somebody out of the village, you sleep in the house of the villagers, you eat from the plates of the villagers, you mm -hmm. buy their handicrafts, you use them as guides, you use them as source of wisdom. Mm -hmm. And with their money, or with your money, you, you help to develop this, um, this village life. Mm -hmm. And, no, again, and then Corona are, came, so it's now yeah. a little bit uh, tricky. But yeah. when Corona is settled down, I, I move on I uh, and I have fun. I go to so many places, I meet so many people. I, I uh, again, I, I have a happy life. And that's right. Uh, in, in this uh, kind of business, which you started, the most, uh, for me, the, uh, the most beautiful catch is the ruler fragrance, that, that feel of the ruler life. Uh, purity is there, uh, beautiful sights are there, climate is good. And I, I agree, Pakistan is a beautiful country. We have all the shades, all the seasons. Even sometimes our prime minister claims that we have 12 seasons. Yeah, but you also 
and then you have to be honest you also have there's uh there's a uh, there's there's pakistan are, 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 are there are two pakistans you have this the the the, the urban and you have the rural yeah. if i talk with also with some pakistani about my projects and they say ah it's nice we it's very nice what you are doing but we will not go to the village because according to our opinion pakistani village is dirty um we're not going to sleep on the charpai and then i think you you don't know Maybe. most of you are from the village but you don't know your village oh yes uh, but uh, as as far as i'm concerned i love my village and i love the vil- uh, my village's life even uh, yeah, you have a beautiful village with your sufi shrine of your yeah. grandmother yeah and that's very peaceful place whenever i feel uh, shattered or sometimes i feel uh, uncomfortable in life that is the place where i gain my energies back i have uh, true that's that's a blessing that's a blessing so how how this venture is going on how many spots you have right now in your list and how many i i guess uh, we I, i remember we have discussed this uh, about my village as well and uh, yeah. we will, in, in future we will work on it but right now how many spots are there in your list i i no i've been to your village also because a part of my uh, i do all kind of tours Let's say now the pilot project is in uh, Texlan surrounding Ghanpur Lake because there you have the center of Kandara hey eh, your, uh, your your yeah. your Buddhist uh, history yeah. uh, 1000 years before already centuries before uh, yeah. the, the Christ was born and after you have so many Buddhist sites um yeah. so it's 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 i call it a buddhist heritage tour but you can do you can walk you can do it on the bicycle um you can go with your car um you can do all things in this in this area the ghanpur lake you have mountains you have a river beautiful villages i also yeah. um i'm working with 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 all people all kind of people there in this area so you also can stay in an um luxurious house if you want Hmm. Um but I I I'm I make it what can it's 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 a kind of um Buddhist Buddhist heritage tour that perhaps already starts from a swat that you hmm. can go from Squat Madan Swabi Haripur Gazi hmm. you go to Taxla you can do a whole tour Yeah and what I found out also is that for um especially the Buddhist countries like South Korea and uh, sri lanka for them but yep. for you is mecca is for yeah. them texla and surrounding yeah so that's, a, that's a very yeah japan oh don't forget japan yeah. so i hope uh, i was i already was in contact with the high commissioner of sri lanka he wanted to come with a whole team we wanted to do a bicycle tour but then corona came so corona is a little bit uh, but that's for all of us Um so that's 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 uh, that's a that's what I do with with you what I would love to do with you is this this Sufi shrine tours for my book yeah. I went to many shrines through whole Pakistan hmm. and I think it's 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 not only um the Sufi tour that you've going to see all these beautiful shrines but it's also and that's also a part of my book and perhaps it's it's the main story of my book is it's to show that 
Sufisme is, 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 de, is de, how can I say, the cradle, the cradle, the cradle of, of Pakistan. It's the roots of your yeah. culture. Yeah, true. Very true. Very true. So and it shows, we always talk about the, 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 the other side of Pakistan, about too much highlights on the, the militant side and the conservative side, but look how many people are going to Sufi shrines. Look yeah, um, yeah. How, how your the Sufis came and, and with them the Islam. Yeah. And how and there is how a very vibrant and there is very vibrant yeah. Sufi culture exists. Like you will see drum beating, you will see Dhamal, you will see uh, Kavali going on, you will see oh, people. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, people are coming and there is no discrimination in it. No one will ask you, where are you from? What is no. your language? What is your religion? Only they will ask, are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Yeah. Are you restless? You want to have some rest? You want to have some food? You want to drink something? So their concern will be only, to, they, they would love to serve you. That's it. And then you are free to move there. You want to have meditation, you can have it. You want to visit around, you can go. No one will stop you. So that's very vibrant Sufi culture, which which is they're, they're deep-rooted in our society. Yes. Yes, so it shows your history, and therefore history is so important. History shows how a tolerant country, Pakistan, is not was, but is. Yeah. Um, so I think with this kind of Sufi uh, tours, it's not only for the domestic uh, tourists. I also hope the same with this Buddhist tourism. I also hope with Sufi tourism. Yeah. Um, and perhaps in the Netherlands we can make a start because we have this. We the, the board, the international uh, board of Sufism, is in the Netherlands. It's in the Hague. I yeah. would love if these people would come to Pakistan and especially we can go to Sindh, uh, we can go to Lahore, we can go to so many places of this more beautiful, simple shrine of your grandmother and sit there under the tree, meditate, yeah. listen to each Any. other. And that's also tourism. That's also tourism. That's also holiday. Holiday is not sitting on a terrace and drinking beer or sitting on the beach. Holiday is also relax and do what Sometimes. you want to do even sometimes finding yourself out. Yeah, that's I think that's much more important. True. Discovering yourself. And sometimes if you, you're not feeling well, composing yourself is a holiday. And that's, so, that's also what I hope with my, with my holidays is uh, because I feel it. If I'm in a stress, if I've, I'm hurt or anything else, and especially when I'm in nature, if I'm in the shrines, I'm in these Buddhist places, if I'm in the, your old fort, your Mughal palaces, doesn't yeah. matter what. If I'm sitting there under a tree and just enjoy the nature, it's like my battery is, is recharging. Yeah, true that. True that. And Vilima, uh, let's, let me ask you uh, something. What was your worst experience during your whole career of journalism? And what was your most beautiful experience in the career? 
my 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 worst experience and i will tell you ne i'm never going to do this again was the tsunami um many years ago during christmas yeah. um that i went to, i was at that moment i was based in indonesia it was christmas morning yeah. and immediately i had to go to Aceh. if i'm talking with you again i become uh, i get the 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 the, the, the cool spims um it, it's so many devastation so many dead people so many people who were missing um and the smell it's 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 like how many years ago is it now 15 15 years yeah around 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 15 yeah years, yes. it's it's like this smell of these people it's never getting out of my system and sometimes i still at night i have this moment that i I, I never forget I was I was um I came by car in, in, in the capital of, of Aceh, the northern place of uh, of Indonesia, where all this this these babies, this these bodies of these babies were there, their toys were there, this 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 in the, the whole every street. It it was I, I wanted to I wanted to go. I was thinking I can't. I, I can't do this. Um that that was that was I think that was a moment that I was already thinking about is is did my work is it my work earthquakes natural disasters always going to places where it's bad that that was always at the end that I was thinking I want to make a switch of my career it's like good news is no news it's always the bad news I see since Pakistan it's quiet um, terrorism is finished. People, the world is not interested anymore. If I come now with stories about cultural stories, they then they say, no, no, it's too far away. People don't understand this. Yeah. So it's it's like that's sometimes what I feel. We have so much information, yeah. but we are not becoming smarter. It looks like people are becoming more stupid. Stories in the paper are becoming more simple, too simple. Mm -hmm. There's no discussion. There's no discourse. There is no. Um, there's no intellect. How can I? No, no. There's no intellectual discussion anymore. It has to be a simple A B C D discussion story. Yeah. Ripping someone's clothes off and making a scandal or projecting someone yeah. in a negative way—that's a hot kick and easy to see. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. And yeah. What if, was, I, if I, yeah. Uh, if I want to pitch a story, memory? I know exactly how to pitch a story. I know also in all my career, I know how to get my story on the front page. But I think, do I still want to make this kind of stories? Always, it has to be sensational. People have to cry. It has to be miserable. Mm. I think it's also a stage. It's also a stage in your life. Eh? I also think when you. Yeah. You pass your 50s. It's true. If you pass your 50s, you want something different. I, I call it that's the time you're going to harvest. You you have made your career. You have done yeah. what you wanted to do. And now it's the mm -hmm. time to relax. Relax. Right. right. True. And what was the best experience of your journalistic life? Now. No, that is my journalism. best time of life. I still write stories. I still write stories. My, my writing this book about transgenders, it's 
it has given me so much joy, so much pleasure, also tears listening to the to the yeah. to the stories. But it it was going to all the Sufi shrines, dancing uh, and and listening to the music. It's fun. Yeah. I do, I don't do I don't do sensational stories anymore. I do happy stories. I do because I what I told you I'm also an anthrop anthropologist. That's the stories I want to do. Stories that gives you a happy few stories that teach you something. Hopefully cultures because we are from it. Your culture is different than my culture. Yeah, true. But it's our colors and colors are making life so much better and so much pleasure. I learned yeah. from you, you learn from me. True, true. That's great. That's great. What are you liking the most in Pakistan, except the ruler life you like, the tourism you mm -hmm. like, other than that? It's, it's, it, I think for outsiders, they don't understand not what I'm going to say now. It's your quality of life yeah if i compare um you've been you've been to the west so you know what i'm talking about i i what i miss in the west is the quality of life it's it's everything is organized it's so organized um we know already now next year what is to which country we go for our holidays we know already for christmas what we're going to eat and what kind of clothes we're going to wear. And if I want to meet friends in the Netherlands, I have to make an appointment in advance. And sometimes they tell me that the coming six weeks, their agenda is fully booked. Mm. Here at five o'clock, I'm thinking, um, I want to go out. I want to meet my friends. Even I don't have to call them. I just can go to their house. I oh, even yes. don't have to ring the bell. I just walk inside. I can sit on the sofa. I can eat. I can sleep. And, yeah, yeah. And if you are reaching uh, at five, they won't leave you before dinner. Yeah, yeah. That's what I like. That's what I like. That I can move around. And if I'm fed up, if I want to go home, I can go home. And yeah. um, I like it here. I like the way uh, you are connected with each other. I feel, I feel with my Pakistani friends. I feel like they are not only my friends; they are also my family. Yeah, that's that's tradition in Pakistan. Friends are family. Yes, yes. You I feel there's a backup. I I, I never feel alone. When yeah. when Corona started, a lot of not Pakistani people, European were asking me if I was if I I wanted to go back to the Netherlands. Now I said, my life is here. Yeah. My daughter goes to school. She has her friends here. I have my friends here. Why should I go back to the Netherlands? Hmm. And I feel also if something is uh, is going wrong or if I have to go out and my daughter stays at home. My friends are taking care of her. Yeah, that's normal. I even don't have to ask. Yeah, that's normal. That's normal in Pakistan. That's normal in Pakistan. Even you can yeah. drop your daughter to any friend's house. They will take care of her until you are back. So that's normal in Pakistan. 
and that's the beauty of our culture which you identified rightly uh, what do you miss here what i miss the only thing i sometimes miss is on saturday sitting on a terrace having a nice salad with a glass of white wine <laughs> <laughs> so you have that privilege no you can yeah but yeah at home at home okay not outside at home not you miss outside. sitting outside in the public i miss well, outside right? Missing outside with a bottle of wine on the yeah, it sounds perhaps stupid, but that's what I miss. That's the only thing. If you ask me, what do I miss? Of course, I miss my friends, I miss my mother, I miss my sister and my brother. But um, that's another way. Hmm. But what I miss in my daily life is sometimes that glass of wine <laughs> on a terrace in the sun. And for the rest, I don't miss anything because everything what I need, it's here. That's great. That's great. So here is a friend from who is asking. I guess that question is for you, Asundiar Arslan. How are you? Asundiar Arslan is asking, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. How are you? That's great. So, any other book in the plans? Oh, oh yeah, I've I've many 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 plans that I want to. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I since I um, have read a book about. Um, um, nah. Noor Jahangir. Mm -hmm. Because your history hardly mentioned her, and she was such, she was such an incredible woman. She was not only a fighter; she was sitting on her elephants when she was married with uh, Jahangir. Hmm. She was ruling the country because uh, Jahangir was uh, Jahangir was not so. Uh, how can I say? <laughs> He was drinking too much, so she was she was more the ruler, but she was not only a ruler, she was a designer, she was an architect, she was mm. a she was a writer. And if you look in your history of Pakistan, you have many of this kind of women. Yeah. Of course. So women. I would love to make a, a book about uh, about uh, strong women. Going back to the history till now. Trust me, women were very strong in Pakistani history and even today, women women is a strong. They are very strong. By they the way, Saad Khan, Saad Khan, a mutual friend, he is asking about your next trip or tour. He's in he can go every time when he wants because the only problem is that um, we have to go to isolated houses because of, um, of, of, of Corona. But mm -hmm. if he, if people want, I, I, I organize a tour. We go to uh, Ghanpur, we go to the Buddhist sites, we go to the lake. As long as we don't go in, in the middle of the villages to um, be too, too connected with people. Because I think that's too tricky. Because the corona is going down now in Pakistan. It goes very well. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, please come join. 
and saad khan just reminded me about uh, his spiritual path he is associated with uh, a spiritual leader and th- that whole lineage of that sufi uh, order has deep roots in holland as well you know yeah in kotwick in khans in kotwick yeah. yeah there's a sufi yeah. temple in kotwick and by the way you were talking about some universal sufi council which is based in holland yes i am the co-chair yes, of also... that sufi council Yes, I also have written a part about it in my book ab- uh, about um, Dr. Edwin. Um, yes, he died very recently. Yeah. We, we both we were the people who founded it. I was with him. I am still the co-chairman of that organization. That's you university. Yeah, it, it brings it, it it brings also because he was from India. Um yeah. subcontinent indian side so it brings also pakistan and india together i think sufism i don't know can play a part in uh in 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 a, in a, in a good dialogue between um india and pakistan bringing peace true true i am a strong advocate of uh, sufi diplomacy not even with india and pakistan pakistan and afghanistan but even pakistan and israel we yeah. have the uh, like joint heritage of sufism do you know that uh, pakistani sufi uh, there's a, there's a compound in israel which is like uh, which was built and owned by khaja uh, farid of pakpatan so mm-hmm. we have our sufi heritage very much pure pakistani sufi heritage in israel right now so we have the, the sufi diplomacy is a very powerful tool i wonder why people don't or states don't use that uh, sufi diplomacy uh, to make their uh, relations normal and here sat khan is mentioning about that inayati sufi order yes that, yes that order is inayati sufi order of Pirinaithan. And because in India you have Ajmer, this yes. famous Sufi place. Yeah. Uh, it's not that far from Delhi. Even the train goes there. And but I often saw when I was in India how many Pakistanis mm. are coming to this shrine if they get a mm. visa. Now it's impossible, but unfortunately. Yeah. How was India? How did you find India? How was? Oh, India I loved. You? I loved it. I loved it. Really. It's it's, it's such colorful. Yeah, it's, it's such a country with so many colors. Um yeah. all this if you go to the south to this Kerala, it's like Indonesia with the rice fields, Tamil Nadu, uh, it's like you are in Sri Lanka. Uh to the north mm. where the Dalai Lama is, one of my most favorite places in the mountains. Um Rajasthan uh, with all this old palaces of the Maharajas and the Maharanis. Yeah. Kashmir beautiful one of the most when i was um a student i was a backpacker and one of mm. my first trip i went to india and i went to kashmir i still remember i think i was 19 years old 20 
Oh. When I went to this this Kashmir place, yes, that was at the time there were no tourists because there was just then the then the conflict was already there. Mm. Yeah, the conflict was there for the last like seventy yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. So I often went when I was a correspondent. I often went to Kashmir to do stories, but it was it, the Indian government didn't like it when the the, chorus, the the foreign correspondents were making stories about Kashmir. Then always we had to go to foreign affairs. They were giving us um, uh, a negative uh, advice. They say if you move on with this kind of stories, we're not going to extend your visa. Okay. Yeah. So there was a continuous threat. There was always, yes, that was also one of the reasons that after five years, they were only giving me a visa every time for three months because they didn't like my stories. I was writing stories about poverty. They say we don't have poor people. I was writing stories about Kashmir, what they didn't like. Hmm. But, but India, um, it, was, it, was, it was a great time, really from all the places I've been. And I also remember at the time I went often to Pakistan also, then I crossed by feet the Waka border. Hmm. And when I was in Pakistan, I told I'm from, I told the people I'm living in India. They always wanted to know everything about India. My hmm. landlord in Delhi came from Lahore. Every time when I came back from, from Pakistan, I had to go to him drink tea with him, then he was crying because he was missing uh, in Pakistan so much. So you see, it's it's in the hearts of the people, there is love for each other. There is no hate. Yeah. It's on and a he, high political level. Yeah. And here is a friend, Khalid Salim. Indian-Pakistan conflict is of politicians, not the public. So it's not a public conflict, it's a no, conflict by... never. And by the way, uh, Willem, I would like to ask you, you have been in uh, Indian occupied Kashmir. You must have visited Kashmir of this side as well. If you compare both the parts of Kashmir, what is the conclusion? How, how would you compare both parts? It's... It, it, um... There are also in uh, there are also uh, in in at the Kashmir side of Pakistan, people also want to have their independence. Mm. There are people who want to be a part of Pakistan. They want yep. they want there are people who want to be reunited with Indian Kashmir. But there are also people who have told me uh, we are our. Pakistan Kashmir is another Kashmir than India Kashmir. We want to have our own Kashmir. Yes, people are of that view. That's right. But so it's like, a, it's 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 a very very difficult discussion. Very difficult, yeah. and the problem is also um, it's it's very difficult to make as a journalist um, an, an 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 open story about it. Because mm. also here in Pakistan, the story about Kashmir is sensitive. In yeah. India is it sensitive, and in Pakistan it's sensitive. Even now in China it's sensitive. Yeah. Because Chinese are the third player in that conflict. And yeah. they came up very strongly now. 
Yeah, because they're also fighting at the border with India. Yeah. Yeah. So, until 2015, you came in Pakistan and lived here for last five years. So, when when you came in Pakistan, the terrorism was there and a panic was there, and now things are going smooth comparatively. How did you feel, and how, what do you think about it? And what do you foresee the future of Pakistan, where we are going? Um, I think there, there, there was already a lot of progress, but then Corona came, and that's now yeah. for all over the world. I think Corona has changed everything. Yeah, Corona has changed the world. Yeah, Corona has changed the world, and um, it's it's. If you look at the economic situation, if you look at Pakistan now with yours, with your informal sector, with your daily workers, um, but also in the middle class, there are so many people who have lost their job, have lost their income. Yeah. Um, so we, we we can have a whole discussion and whole intellectual whole discussion what Corona has done with us that. Um, perhaps it was for us very good that Corona came because we were more thinking about life. It was too commercial. Life was too much about the materialistic side and all these kinds of things. But let's be honest, Pakistan, 40% has to live uh, with less than $2 a day. So I think there will be a tough time, a tough time. Yeah. Unfortunately, we are not realizing that Corona is there and it will remain there. So we need to learn how to live with it. Yeah. As, as soon as we learn how to live with it, we will be in a comfort zone. But if we don't realize that Corona is there and we start living the normal life again, which we used to live before the pandemic, that will be a disaster. Yeah, but you see, you see, um, even with Corona, I traveled a lot. Been to Karachi, I just came back from SWAT today. Um, I see there are places where people are taking distance from each other, where people are wearing the mask. Um, but don't forget, in most of the villages, people hardly travel. People from outside are not coming, so there the situation is much better. I also went to Lahore to do a story about that. In Lahore, most of the corona patients are not the poor, but are the rich. Because they still go to the weddings, they still go to the shopping malls, they still have their parties. Yeah. And uh, I, I was on a visit last week. I went in some rural areas and then Lahore and then came back. Trust me, I have seen people with masks in rural areas. And I have seen hundreds of people just in bazaars and markets of Lahore. They were careless. They don't have masks. There was hardly sanitizers yeah. available. And that's Lahore which is known as a city, metropolitan city. Yeah. And yeah, in the rural areas, millions of people. In, yeah, yeah. in the small villages, I have seen people like they are going on 
motorbike having their masks they are in shops having their masks so it was kind of like people living in villages are more aware about the health and the concerns of uh, life but in cities my experience is bad like for lahore there is a joke that this is a city where corona is like confused because <laughs> people are not people, people don't have any second th- thought about corona they are still thinking that it is some kind of uh, conspiracy a joke and, i heard yeah a joke somebody asked me yeah. if corona is a joke i said what yeah. what so many people are dying all over the world but then we're talking about information eh? a lot yeah. of people don't have uh they they they, they um they don't read they don't have papers they even can't read <laughs> but now the world has changed uh, Vilema. Uh, you don't need to read a paper it's in your palm your mobile phone everything yeah. is there uh, you are watching videos on uh, social media apps you have youtube yeah. Yeah. so access of information has uh, a new face now and that is i guess everywhere it's available the net packages are in pakistan they are like in panis everyone has it you will find a person who is having a donkey cart and but still with a smartphone true but how is he using this smartphone is he using this a bit because if you if you can't read then you also don't uh, you can't read the paper and still 54% of the pakistanis can read and write yeah. so i think radio But, yeah i mean love it radio i think radio can do a lot with radio you can make education programs but you have to make it so nice that people want to listen to uh, to it I because people want to learn now. that's also what i see that's also what i see in the villages people want to learn people want to yeah. learn people are, are smart they are smart they are smart people and i i beg to differ with your opinion i am in love with uh, video as as you you said you are in love with radio i am in love with video so the video packages small True. video packages on facebook twitter whatsapp those are very effective because I don't know people uh, tune in radio on their cell phones or not but they watch video on Facebook they watch video on Instagram they watch video on YouTube so that is more effective tool now to yeah. spread your yeah. word and to spread awareness that's that's my opinion maybe I'm wrong I no no I agree with you people love uh, videos this how this 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 TikTok TikTok what is yeah. it yeah yeah TikTok It's very popular, so you can use it also to uh, make all kinds of funny education programs to explain and tell people. So, are you not thinking to start a vlog, Vilema, as a traveling vlog or some kind of vlog? You should have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. That's a part now of. Um, My my travel business now with a good friend. Yeah. We are working on an uh, setting up a magazine online, a travel magazine online. It's giving information, but also um, writing blogs, doing videos, podcasts. Okay. 
in That's interacting with travelers who are coming to Pakistan, interacting with travelers who wants to come to Pakistan. There are a lot of females who want to travel alone. That's Pakistan great. is That's a perfect country to travel alone as a female because it's safe. Yeah. Comparatively, with, uh, I, I, compare I, my hobby is still anthropology. So I also yeah. want to, yeah. <laughs> if you compare us with our neighbors, we are a safe country for women. Like yeah, I, it's, if you ask me, what's the difference? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's true. It's true. When I was living in Delhi, I never went out on my own in the evening, and here in Islamabad, where I am, I do. I feel safe. I do. So thank you, Vilema, for your time and the efforts you are doing. That are really these efforts are very valuable for every pakistani uh, you are uh, you are an ambassador of pakistan in your circles <laughs> and uh, I, I appreciate your courage and the courage was there so many times you discussed and you just randomly said your age and that's a bravery in pakistan <laughs> that a woman is announcing her age again and again again and again here here is a trend to hide it. No, I feel I feel a happy 50 year. It's the best. What I said, it's the best time of my life. I don't have to pretend anymore. I don't have to make a career anymore. I don't have to do anything anymore. I just can enjoy my life. No, that's great. That's great. We wish you a happy life, a successful life. And may Allah bring your dreams. Uh, and you will enjoy your dreams with your open eyes. So my best wishes and hope to see you soon in person. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Willem. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.